When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. The champs are limping. A coach is crucifying his own quarterback. A baseball statistic I frankly cannot believe. Tannebaum is here. The hashtag crew is here. It's Wednesday. Let's do this. Here we go. Only one place to start. As far as injuries go, uh, Kels hyperextended his knee today, so uh, we'll just see how he does going forward. If anybody can overcome having that kind of injury, is that guy that wants to add stacks and chips to his legacy when it comes to number 15 in red. Well, look, it's a match. The NFL season starts tomorrow, and I cannot imagine that things could be starting any worse than they are for the Kansas City Chiefs, who will not only be without their best player on defense, but they will be without overwhelmingly their best weapon on offense, Travis Kelsey. And I say it that definitively, even though they have not officially ruled him out, I will be flat out flabbergasted if they put him in harm's way. If there's one thing we have learned about Andy Reid and Hembo, who is right here, will know this better than anybody from all his years in Philadelphia. Andy Reid does not play players when he doesn't have to. He never played his guys the end of the season when they had locked up divisions and things like that. This is week one. As Tannenbaum said, they have a mini-buy coming up after this. It's a non-conference game. I will be shocked if he plays Travis Kelsey. I will be surprised, too. We know that Andy Reid, like you said, errs on the side of caution, especially late in the season when his team has clinched a buy or playoff seating. That we know and that we have seen. But we also know that Andy Reid's teams are historically great coming off of buys in season openers. Anytime he has extra time to prepare, Andy Reid's team always thrives. So the idea here that the Lions are going to run away with this because Jones is out and because Kelsey might be out, to me, is not a fair statement. What, did the line, the, the, it was six and a half points yesterday. I have, did the line move? Yes, it's at four and a half or five, depending on what book uh, you're looking at right so now. So it moved two points. Yes, and it didn't move at all with all the Chris Jones news. It just stayed put at six and a half basically the entire summer. So the offices of Greenberg and Tannenbaum will now open for the next 10 or 12 minutes here. Mike Tannenbaum, what do you think of all this? Yeah, it just shows you how consequential he is. And this is a point-scoring league. We know that Detroit's going to score. Over the last nine games, they were third in the NFL in points scored a year ago. They're going to score points. They added guys like Jameer Gibbs. I think they're going to be really good on that side of the ball. I think what the line is telling us, Greeny, is something really fundamental, which is this was a game that looked like it was going to be played in the 30s and the 40s, a high-scoring game. And to see that sort of movement in 24 hours on an injury that we still don't know he's going to play, what people are saying is, hey, Kansas City is going to have to score. Maybe they won't be able to do as much. So we'll see. That's where it opens tomorrow night. And then your team opens no matter where you are, no matter which it is, coming up on either Sunday or Monday. We all know my team is Monday. I want to focus in on some of the Sunday games, Mike T. And and maybe you did this just to alienate Hembo, who then gave you a brutally hard, (laughs) sneaky Hembo question today. 
But you're picking New England to upset Philadelphia week one in Foxborough. Talk to me about it. Well, it is a hostile work environment between being sat in the corner and the questions. (laughs) 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 But, by the way, I think it's just hard for me to say the words that New England winning at home is an upset. I mean, it's Bill Belichick still, arguably the greatest coach. But when you look at the matchup in particular – Teams spend a lot of time getting ready for those first couple games. There's no tape on this New England offense because Bill O'Brien is new. He came from the University of Alabama. So how they're going to use Mac Jones, I think we're going to see a lot more two tight ends with Mike Kosecki paired with Hunter Henry. And on the other side of the ball, Sean Desai, who I think is going to be a fine coordinator, is replacing Jonathan Gannon and five starters. And when you look at that, New England has a really good defense, and I think this is going to be one of those – games that it's just the right timing for New England to play Philly. Now, we have two Philadelphia-based members of the hashtag crew. Hembo, I'll start with you. Are the Eagles going to be better or worse than they were a year ago? The Eagles on the season are going to be better than they were a year ago. I think – here's the thing with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts just had this breakout season, and I think most of what he did was sustainable. Most of what he showed is replicable. And despite the fact that Javon Hargrave, their star defensive tackle, is now playing in San Francisco – most everyone else in terms of the, the fundamental pieces from last season, especially on offense, are back. And the defense is loaded with young talent. Most of them are players from Georgia. I think they're going to go up to Foxborough and win on Sunday. And I think, I'm inclined to think the Eagles are going to hit their over, which is 11 and a half this season. This is a 12 or 13 win team with an absolutely stacked roster. Hashtag Cam, also an Eagles fan. Talk to me. Uh, I think a worse regular season record because they had 14 wins last year and a pretty easy schedule. I think they win week one, and I think they probably make it back to the Super Bowl and maybe maybe not quite, maybe losing the NFC Championship game, but I think worse in the regular season just because of their schedule. All right, and then we go back to the offices of Greenberg and Tannenbaum, and I want to go to Chicago next. So Hembo gave me this stat yesterday. It was unbelievable, and I just did it on the TV show a few minutes ago. Uh, and Hembo gave it to us here on, on live on this show yesterday. Aaron Rodgers played the Bears 30 times and beat them 25. That's unfathomable um, and yet true. And it has been a it is it has been an unfair fight between these two rivals, the, the the single best rivalry in football history, the oldest and the best is Bears-Packers. And it's been so one-sided for basically 30 years because they had Brett Favre and they had Aaron Rodgers and the Bears, quite pointedly, did not. Now we enter sort of a, a really fascinating little juncture in this rivalry. History tells us first-round picks at quarterback are a 50-50 proposition. So let's just live in a world where both these teams with their first-round quarterbacks, one of them is going to hit and one of them is going to miss. Fields and Love. Which one are you betting on, Mike T? Jordan Love. And that's not necessarily against Justin Fields. I think he could be a fine quarterback. I am concerned for this week that they're already nicked up on their offensive line. Tevin Jenkins probably going to miss this game. So I think they're like the sort of – a year away from being a year away. I think they're a lot better. I love DJ Moore. I think that'll make Justin Fields better. But when I look at Jordan Love, I see a guy that has every single box check, height, weight, speed, accuracy, anticipation, and he sat for two years. I saw it up close with Chad Pennington. He sat. He hit the ground running. We've seen Patrick Mahomes sit. We see Jalen Hurts sit. I am hard-pressed to understand why quarterbacks don't sit more. And when you look at that group of skill players – Arguably the best running back room between Aaron Jones 
A.J. Dillon, two good, good young receivers we've talked about for a year, and Luke Musgrave and Greeny, you covered him for the draft. He yeah, is, you love him. I know you love him. Yeah. A lot of people did. Yep. I just think if you're Jordan Love, it's the perfect situation. Like, you, you have no weaknesses on this team, and I think he's going to be a really good player. Another thing this could be viewed as, Hembo, and I, I don't know that it's fair to do because no one player can decide this one way or the other, but to some degree it could be a referendum on the benefit of starting quarterbacks immediately. Justin Fields was just thrown into the fire in the worst possible circumstance and kind of left to sink or swim at the beginning of his career. And Love, to the point that Mike T just made, has had the absolute opposite circumstance. He's been there three years learning in the same system with the same coach, learning behind one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So... I don't know that those circumstances will dictate which one of them winds up succeeding, but it's kind of a, like if you were doing a scientific experiment, if you were doing this in a lab, it would be kind of interesting like to have your control group on one side and your control group on the other I side. I mean, Jordan Love has, has been in the NFL a year longer That's right. <laughs> than yeah, Justin Fields. Yeah. With, with he just, was after the year before. With just almost no like on-the-job experience. Yeah. But it is a very curious case study, and this is something that teams used to do before they got afraid and wanted to just throw their rookie quarterbacks out. And why? Like, Tell me why. Like, I don't understand. You tell the- me why. Well, you're, you were a general manager, not me. Will you right. tell me why teams are doing it? Because the sense of urgency to prove that they are worth it is greater than it's ever been before. Obviously, the economics mm-hmm. is compelling to try. To That's what I always think, is yeah, that it's, yeah. the, it's the new salary uh, structure where they're not that expensive. You've got to make a third. After three years, you've got to make a decision on picking up a fifth-year option, all that stuff. The other point, because I brought that up on the TV show, and I forget who I had on. It might have been Orlovsky. One of them said to me, Another factor in this, Greeny, is that the way college teams play now is so much more like the way the NFL teams play now, or maybe it's vice versa. These guys are walking in more ready to play than college quarterbacks used to. There is a little bit of that sentiment, almost going back to high school and like this elite 11 and and how they're being trained. There is a school of thought. But again, I just go back to this year in particular, Anthony Richardson, who, again, guys, if the three of us were running the Colts and we said – we were going to be judged on Anthony Richardson over the next 10 years. None of us would say, oh, let's go put him in harm's way from day one when, by the way, the guy next to him is not even playing because he may or may not be injured but hates the play so much. Uh, Greeny, uh, Tannenbaum, and the Hashtag Crew with you here presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. I'm just getting a note here, and I don't know, is this new? Because we have this whole new lineup on ESPN Radio and everything else. And I am told that Tannenbaum this year will be doing game day Sunday on ESPN Radio. This week starting at 1 o'clock Eastern all through all the games, just talking for everybody who's in their car and anybody else who's out there trying to catch up on what's going on, you and Shea Cornette. Is that, is that a new assignment for Mike T? Well, well, sort of. I've, you know, in the past sort of like filled in okay. and helped out. And uh, Jordan was the uh, co-host last year, so the joke was I was hyphenated Cornette Tannenbaum. And, <laughs> <I got it>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. Well, I like that you're doing that, and that means you'll still be freed up to watch the game unencumbered on Monday night between the Jets and the Bills. And for anyone who did not watch Get Up Today, <laughs> I, I'm happy to hear that Marilyn Tannenbaum in Delray, Florida, uh, was entertained by this, and that, of course, is Mike T's mother, because, of course, his mother is Marilyn Tannenbaum, <laughs> um, and, and that she was entertained because it, when he picked the Bills on TV today, I just couldn't take it. And so I literally just got up 
I took your chair with Mike T in it. He, I, I rolled the chair over to the Aaron Rodgers jersey that we have in the corner, and I made you sit there until you apologized to the jersey for the blasphemy that is picking against Aaron and the Jets in week one. The one right over my uh, right shoulder. Right over your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. You know that the world is, and by the world I mean me, is going to lose it if the Jets lose, and particularly if they don't look good Monday night. Let me tell you a story, Greeny. The 2005 Jets lost two quarterbacks in seven snaps, Chad Pennington and Jay Fiedler. I had the privilege of being promoted to general manager, and in the 06 draft, ironically, there were a couple of quarterbacks that looked pretty good, and I said, look, I don't care if John Elway's in this draft. Right now, we can't block Richard Seymour, Jason Taylor, and if we don't fix the offensive line, nothing else matters. We took the Bergershaw Ferguson, Nick Mangold, the rest is history, two great players, and from that moment, like the formative years of my career, it's about the offensive line. And unfortunately, Greeny, if you guys have a vulnerability this year, it's the massive question marks of Dwayne Brown at 38 years old and Mekhi Becton, who's played literally one game in two years, who was just the 11th pick in the draft. So that's what concerns me. Now, if you tell me that they play in 17 games, I'm all in. Championship game, Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers MVP, Garrett Wilson superstar, sign me up. But – that is a massive question mark at the most consequential position. Yeah, and, and there is no doubting that. The question is, can he, Rodgers, and, and Nathaniel Hackett, and everyone, can they sort of game plan around that? Playing around an offensive line is a hard thing to do. There is no world in which Aaron Rodgers can survive playing in front of a bad offensive line. But Aaron Rodgers is much more capable than Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco or any other previous Jets quarterback at improving the offensive line just by osmosis because he gets rid of the ball on time. That's something that they couldn't do last season. If the Jets' offensive line can be average, if they can just be merely average, I think there's a real chance to be a top-10 offense. But if it's a major liability, Aaron Rodgers will not survive. All right, we will see. Mike T., thank you for this and for yesterday and for all the fun that we have. Are you headed now back? Are the offices closed? I, I believe they are. I just appreciate being back at the big boy table. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we had you over there uh, eating at the Thanksgiving Day kids table for a little while. Good to have you back. As we continue the green list today, the quarterback's under the most pressure this season. That and a whole lot more. We're just getting started. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. 
Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Back in better than ever, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance on this Wednesday, the eve of the start of the NFL season. I got my green list coming up here in just a couple of minutes and a whole lot more. It's all on the way. Uh, Next piece of business. The Scoop. We talked about it before. Travis Kelsey, hyperextended knee ahead of the opener tomorrow night. The ACL remains intact. His brother Jason Kelsey was on WIP radio this morning, gave this update. Trav, I know he's got some swelling going on. Sounds like as long as they can get that down, um, you know, he's going to have a chance to go. The ligaments and everything are intact structurally uh, from what we know right now uh, his knee's fine so really it's about getting that swelling down and then seeing how bruised that bone is it's as simple as this to me hembo do the is it as simple as travis kelsey doesn't play Chiefs don't win is it as simple as that uh, most definitely not why not because they're still coached by andy reed and because they're still quarterbacked by Patrick Mahomes. And I think for as much love and hype as the Lions are getting, and much of it is deserved, they're still the Lions, and the game is still in Kansas City. Jared Goff played six games outdoors last year, which, in other words, not in a dome. And in those six games, he threw five touchdown passes. This is not an offensive juggernaut when they're not in their own element. Jared Goff famously struggles in those kinds of environments. The Chiefs still absolutely at least have a coin flip chance. This line is still in the Chiefs' favor by a, by a large degree. They're still a five-point favorite. In most books, they're still going to be able to move the football because they're quarterbacked by Patrick Mahomes. And Andy Reid is as good as anybody at getting the most out of his rosters in situations like these. But do you know what Patrick Mahomes, even the great Mahomes, has not proved he can do? What is that? Win without Travis Kelsey. Part of that is because he's never had to. Kelsey hasn't missed a game because of injury going back to the start of the 2014 season. So Mahomes has never been without Kelsey. And listen to this stat. Including playoffs, Patrick Mahomes in his career has thrown 227 touchdowns. 211 of them, 93%, have come with Kelsey on the field. When he's on the field, Mahomes is unstoppable. And granted, he's almost never not. 
but everything that Mahomes has accomplished, he has accomplished with Travis Kelsey. If he doesn't play, meaning Kelsey, tomorrow night, Mahomes is left with wide receivers who right now rank 30th in the NFL in career catches, yards, and touchdowns. There's no more Juju Smith-Schuster. They've basically got Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Kadarius Toney, who I think is going to play now, the only two guys you've ever heard of that they have playing receiver for them anymore. I mean, even Mahomes at some point is going to need some help. I mean, this time last year, we didn't know if Patrick Mahomes could thrive or even survive without Tyreek Hill. He had maybe, arguably, his best season that culminated in winning the championship. Patrick Mahomes is, is rare. He's like Tom Brady. He's like Peyton Manning. He's one of those guys who have demonstrated over a long period of time that their success does not hinge on one player. And even if Travis Kelsey is not available in week one, He's still going to put up numbers. And by the way, I'm absolutely playing the over on Marquez Valdez-Scantling's receiving yards prop. I'm seeing 42 and a half. Mahomes is going to throw for 300 yards in this game. Someone has to account for them. That's probably my favorite play. Look, maybe you're right. And, And yes, Mahomes will still put up numbers. But there's a big difference between putting up numbers and winning. And with them playing without Chris Jones, let me say this. What is the number on the money line for the Lions? They're a dollar eighty underdog, plus 180. You like it? It's kind of sexy to me. You like it? You like it? It's it's tasty. Sexy. It's tasty. I mean, if if you're buying all the narratives, but like I said, I I think that we are. I'm buying the narratives. I am Vegas's dream. I buy every narrative, and that's why I lose every bet I make. And that's why those buildings are massive and beautiful. Right. I'm still. I got I got the Lions in this. Excuse me. I I took the Lions at plus six. I got the number at six still. But if this continues to plummet. Kansas City is where the smart money is going to be. All right, let me go next to this. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. We have heard from hashtag Hembo, and we have heard from hashtag Cam. Now you're going to hear from hashtag Bubba. And many of you may not know this, but Bubba, before his long, now storied, historic career in radio production, uh, Bubba, for a very long time, was a psychoanalyst of, of, of some repute uh, and actually has written several books on the subject. He understands psychology about as well as almost anyone does. Uh, his books are, are, are widely read and, and have won many awards. So I want to get inside the head of Chris Jones right now, Bubba. If you're Chris Jones and you're holding out and you want to be the highest-paid defensive tackle in football. You want to get Aaron Donald's money. You want to get Quinn and Williams' money. And they haven't paid you. And your team is going to play tomorrow night in the first game against a really good offense without you. Are you rooting for your team to win or to lose the opener? Uh, that's, a, uh, that's, a tough, that's a tough one. But from a psychological perspective, yes, the very clear answer is you're rooting for your team to win because it doesn't really matter what's happening with the rest of the team because they know one game doesn't make a season they need you to win a Super Bowl and what you're providing them is the value to win a Super Bowl and they're going to realize as each game goes on that they need Chris Jones to win a Super Bowl so you don't want to be the petty person you want to show them that you have the high character that you are a teammate, that they want you on the field, and then they need you to win that Super Bowl. But to be clear, 
I'm not suggesting Chris Jones will openly root against his own team. Sure. Like, I'm not suggesting he's going to be posting after the game in celebration right. if the Chiefs I'm just lose. Saying, but but I'm saying, do you, if you're Chris Jones, don't you want to see Jameer Gibbs, the star rookie running back in Detroit, running rampant all over that field tomorrow night, running up the middle, untouched? No. Don't you, you don't want to see that? No. Because you, 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 you want your team to win. Well, maybe you want him to win 49-48, but I don't know that you want to win 7-3. Like, I, <laughs> no, I, I, that, that's, that's not good for the there's, leverage. There's no, no, because it, you, don't, you don't want your – no, you're not going to want your team to lose, lose like that. You want your team to win. There's no way a, your teammates are going to root for your other teammates to lose like that. Hembo. I think I'm rooting for my team to win by a high, with a high score. That, that's what I want. But this is, this is a big risk for, for both parties because – what if Kansas City's defense balls out? What if they play great? What if his replacements play well? What, what if they win by a large margin? Like, that reduces his leverage by a lot. I mean, he's betting on them losing. He's betting on them allowing a lot of points. And I think he's as valuable to that defense as Travis Kelsey is to that offense, frankly. Chris, Chris Jones was the most double-teamed player in the NFL last season on 470 snaps. He attracted two offensive linemen. That is an astonishing number. He opens up so much opportunity for the rest of his defense. Yes, in this particular case, I think him, what Bubba is falling back on is, is psychology, textbook psychology, which is what he understands. In fact, is one of the most learned scholars of our time in that area. Mm-hmm. I think the football piece of this is a little different. All um, right, real, real quick, I just got to jump in here because yeah. we, we've made it about a, a segment and a half here, and I'm, yeah. you know, I've been watching on the, uh, the ESPN app, and I'm – I'm looking up at the screen here. What's what's happening with Hembo's face right now? <laughs> there appears to be something going on under his eye. I, I don't know. I guess his right eye. I guess it, it is both under and over his eye. Yeah, you it's look ex- like Scar from Lion King. <laughs> He's. It's extremely no. Okay. Well, I was going to do the list. Is it noticeable? Is it noticeable? It's very is noticeable. It, it's distracting. It is enormously distracting. Okay, so let me try and paint the picture because the overwhelming majority of our audience is listening on the radio right now. Hembo has a scar below his eye and above his eye. His eyelid and the little area directly underneath your eye are both scarred, and and you've come on television looking that way. Um, I I have so many questions. I was trying to be... (laughs) polite and not bring this up but i appreciate since that bubba has already gone there do you realize you look ridiculous <laughs> I mean, that's my first question no i thought there's a decent chance that it would not be noticeable on tv well why did i not notice it when did this happen uh it happened over the weekend over the weekend yeah well we did the show yesterday we did so why did we not notice this yesterday because my uh, lovely wife lizzie specifically requested that i apply makeup to cover it up Yesterday. So what you're saying is that yesterday you wore makeup to do a radio show. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I'm understanding yes. this clearly. Yes, but to be clear, yes. it was not my decision. Oh, your wife made you wear makeup. Yes. Did you use her makeup? No. Or I, did you use no, the used, makeup of our, I used the our makeup team? Makeup okay. So our makeup team made you up. So please tell me. That you acquired these scars in some sort of rugged way, like you were, were you, were you, uh, 
I don't know, were you attacked and you felt you fended off some sort of attacker or wild animal? Did you did you um, were you in a were you sparring with someone in a ring and you got caught? How did save you do, a, save a baby? From save a, a baby. Fire? That, that's it. Was there a baby that you that needed saving and you saved it at, at nah, great Ru- personal peril? Russell Wilson's got all those. <laughs> that's true. Russell Wilson's got. So you, how did you acquire these scars? There was no baby saving. There was no Shannon Sharp encounter in the hallway. I acquired these scars because I was, I was frying an egg on Sunday. Wait, wait. Oh no. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Even I have fried an egg. <laughs> All right. I can, I who cannot cook absolutely anything. I'm familiar with frying an egg. I get an egg sandwich. I got one sitting there waiting for me when we get to our commercial break. I get an egg sandwich. All the guy just cracks the egg, drops it on a thing. It fries, and you put it on a piece of bread. How the hell did you cut up your eye frying an egg? So I fried the eggs. I, pl- I, I you know, threw the eggs on my sandwich, at which point I take the hot pan, place it underneath the sink, as I always do, apply the dish soap, as I always do, but I guess I was pointing the like the like angled the, the the frying pan towards me. The soap jumps up like <laughs> I, I, I. You're I, telling me that scar on your face is hot soap? Yeah. <laughs> yes, and somehow it got directly beneath my eye, on my eyelid, but didn't touch my eyeball. I'm, this is God's honest truth. This what? is the worst story of all time. It really is. It's just hot soap. So it's really just like it's more of a burn than a, it's a scar. I mean, you should see the pan, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst story I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, you could have given me a thousand guesses. It's the worst story. I never could have imagined that. I never would have ever. thought you burned your eyelids on soap frying an egg. It looks like a perfect like animal scratch. I can't believe that's not from like a nail or something. I agree. Or, a, yes, like a cat or something yeah. like that. So I, I need to edit my story if I'm asked. Because everyone's been asking me about this. Yes. It takes me like 90 seconds to explain. It's there was a, a great. Story. There was a great Chris Rock routine routine that he did early in his career in which he said that he was once arrested for driving too slow that he was in an area where there was not only a maximum speed limit but a minimum and he said you cannot go into jail and have people ask you what did you do and be like man i was driving too slow you better be careful or i will do it again like that's the untoughest way you can go to jail i would say (laughs) i would say frying an egg is the untoughest way you can have that scar on your face. And let me ask you a question. If Lizzie wanted you to wear makeup, why didn't you? Today, you mean? Yes. I honestly forgot. You forgot to put the makeup yes, on. Yes, because now I'm so used to seeing this on my face because it's been like four days now that I didn't know. I you, didn't think you it would be yourself obvious. so badly. It's like a four-day scar. That looks like it happened 10 minutes ago. By the way, like... Would I have gone blind if this like hit my eyeball? Because this looks pretty bad. Well, let's not find out. I mean, that, that's under under no circumstances should we find that out. All right. So 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 Bubba took us there. I was going to do the green list here. Do we think I still have time? Probably not to do the list. <laughs> I don't think so either. We had we got sidetracked as usual by Hembo's eye, which is not an uncommon place for us to get sidetracked. But it seems it was it was an area that was worth diving into. Yeah. No. I mean, this is it's the worst story ever, though. And for that, I apologize. Okay. Uh, I, I still have want to do a quick green light. I got a, I'd like to fill a minute here or two. Can I give you... Well, no, I want to save the baseball stat. All right, here's the bottom line of it. Hembo's wife wants him to wear makeup. Bubba, let me ask you a question. Because yeah. you're an unmarried man. Right. If someday you were to get married, would you assume that if your wife told you to wear makeup, you would wear it or not? 
I would probably go with wear makeup. You'd yes. wear makeup. But she so, didn't I mean, ask at this me point, today. you're going to have to acknowledge. What do you mean she She wants you to wear the makeup because you, she is embarrassed by the way you look. She that's, has to ask right. you every day. Is she what does you're not saying. want people to say, oh, is, I saw your husband the other day. And her to be thinking, oh, God, he looks so awful, I'm ashamed to be his wife. God's honest truth is I thought no one would notice today. I didn't think it was that obvious You thought no one? Have you looked at it? <laughs> it is startlingly noticeable. It looks like an arrow is pointing up towards your hair. It looks like you're trying to give directions to someone through your forehead up into your hair. It is just like pointing straight up. <laughs> and when you close your eye, it becomes a straight line. <laughs> And somehow when you open your eye, it's worse because the line parts. It, You know what it is? It's candidly, it's disturbing and it's distracting. Your appearance has disturbed me. This is Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. We will get the green list in next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. All right, we're back and better than ever and delighted that you are there. The hashtag crew is here and we are rolling along. We are trying as best we can to avoid Hembo's disfigured eye. Uh, he looks ridiculous. He should have worn the makeup his wife told him to wear today. And frankly, we're all just doing the best we can to work our way through it. In the meantime, it's time for The List. The List is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, so here's The List. Uh, For those of you who are new to this, The Green List is my choice. My top five, this, that, or the other, voted on exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. And today, on the eve of the start of the NFL season, The Green List is the top five quarterbacks with the most to prove as we head into week one. It's not specific to week one, but it's the most to prove as we get to week one. Number five. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers at five, and here's the reason that I will say that. I I think Rodgers, his legacy is secure, which means he's a first ballot Hall of Famer no matter what happens. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time no matter what happens. There's not that far down he has to go, but I do think he actually has the ability to take multiple steps up 
in the history of the sport at the position. Hembo, I think this second act, in the same way that Brady proving he could do it without Bill, elevated him. Even Brady, who had six championships. I think this could happen for Rodgers as well. Elevating a young team in this huge market, a team with all this history of failure, coming in and playing great and the team being great around him and because of him, I think that that would be meaningful to his legacy, and that's why I put him at five. No doubt. I mean, it's been 50 or 60 years since the Jets had outstanding quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers still has that in his bag. I think the context of doing it here in New York for that team matters more than anything else. I guess the question is, does he have that much to lose? Let's say this goes sideways. I don't even like to imagine that possibility, but obviously it exists. Let's say they aren't that good. Let's say he doesn't play well. Let's say it starts to blow up a little bit around him. How much of that sticks to him, I guess, is the question I would ask. I think it would only stick to him if Jordan Love balls out and the Packers get better. To me, this is a two-part thing. We will get to Love, but right now we're up at part four. Number four. Number four on my list of quarterbacks with the most to prove is Dak Prescott, and I put him as low as four because I'm not a 1,000% convinced that somewhere in the recess of his mind, Dak Prescott doesn't believe he'd be best served to play the second half of his career somewhere else. I I don't know that he wants to continue putting up with the nonsense that has been involved there. If he gets to free agency next year and some team blows him out of the water with a deal, I don't know that he wouldn't go running to get away from a franchise that has never once proved they love him. In my view, the Cowboy ownership, and this is their prerogative, it's their team, they like their quarterback a lot. I'm not convinced they love him. I steadfastly disagree with that. And the reason for it is because that is the most glamorous position in all of sports. Playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys is the most glamorous position in sports. Much like we never saw a Derek Jeter leave the Yankees, go play shortstop for somebody else, Dak Prescott is going to hold on to that job for dear life because it's going to earn him so many future dollars, the opportunity to call football games on Sundays for the rest of his life if he wants to because that position makes you so incredibly famous. I'm not convinced he doesn't already have that. And do you know what else makes you famous? Mm. Winning championships, being a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. And if he were to do that eventually in, I'm just making these up now, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, places that figure to be looking for a quarterback reason, you know, as soon as next season. I'm not sure who else would fall in that category. I'm not sure. One way or another, there's always pressure on the quarterback with the star on his helmet. You might as well replace the star with a bullseye when it comes to that. Number three. And number three, I bring in Love. And, and the expectations for Jordan Love are unfair. It is not fair to expect a quarterback who was essentially never played to be a Hall of Fame caliber player immediately. But because of the circumstances here, that's sort of the expectation, right? He needs to be really good, especially if Rodgers is. If Rodgers and the Jets are playing great, then it's just going to be impossible to ignore the fact that the Packers chose Jordan Love ahead of Rodgers, which is what they did. Mike T keeps saying it to us. They made this decision in November, or excuse me, in March when they decided not to go out to California and beg Aaron to come back. They knew they were sending him away when they did that. Given the context of the conferences in which they play, would you who's total? Like which team do you think will win more games this season based on the schedule they're going to play? I really hope it's the Jets. I understand the question. I, the questions, the suggestion of your question 
is that the Jets could be a better team than the Packers but still win fewer games right. because of the division and because of the conference. So do I think that's possible? Of course it's possible. So all I can answer is I think the Jets are a better team, and I really hope that adds up to more wins. I'll tell you what. A week from now, a week from now, if Jordan Love plays great in Chicago and the Bills boat race the Jets in week one, it will already become a narrative. That's going to be something to follow all season long, and a lot of people are going to be rooting for Jordan Love and against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it is going to be a narrative all year in both directions. I do not argue with that at all. Number two. Number two on my list of quarterbacks with the most approved is Tua, and, and here's why I put him up there, because I think the stakes are this high. I think he's his entire career hangs in the balance. When I say stakes, I'm not even talking about his life beyond football. That obviously is a question that that um, he has answered. He's willing to live with the risks involved, and he seems to be doing everything he can. But I think if he wants to be the quarterback, a quarterback in the NFL for 15 years, he has to prove he can stay healthy. And I think the stakes are this. If he's healthy all year, or for the most part all year, I don't see any reason the Dolphins can't win the Super Bowl. I think they're that good. I really do. I, with him, for sure. I mean, it's a bold statement, but it's not one for which I disagree. When he played last season, that functioned as one of the very best offenses in the entire league. What I would, what would not surprise me is if they start well or if he deals with minor injuries. Uh, injury, excuse me. I would not be surprised if they almost load manage him just to ensure that he's ready to play December football. Because if he, had, they played with the Bills for three games last season. And, and in some cases, it was with their backup. That yeah. team was absolutely stacked. You're they, absolutely they were right. right there in a playoff game with their third-string right. quarterback. Number one. But then number one, it goes without saying, and we've talked about it a lot, is Russell Wilson. I think he's playing for his legacy. Now, Russell Wilson is playing to show that, that, that his Hall of Fame career in Seattle was not phony. And when I said that a coach has sort of eviscerated his own star quarterback, Sean Payton, in a terrific piece, a deep dive that Seth Wickersham has done on ESPN Plus, said he told that Wilson that to salvage his career, he needed to focus less on Russell Inc. Quote, will you bleeping stop kissing all the babies? You're not running for public office. And I'll remind everyone that Sean Payton is a disciple of Bill Parcells whose famous rule was, don't be a celebrity quarterback. We don't need any of those. We need battlefield commanders. Russell Wilson has to prove he's that, right? We know he's a celebrity. <laughs> that we do know. And, and, and we know that's important to him. Year one was such a disaster. It, it was the most damaging season to a legacy of that magnitude that I can ever remember. Uh, we have more on that, plus the baseball stat that will amaze you, and a whole lot more as we continue in just a moment. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio, or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also, catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcast.